Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Allie Colbert. I'm a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer from New York City. And I'm Jackie Colbert. I have made my career as a comedian by using my insights and wit to make points. Funny points, but points. Look, I have good taste and too much common sense for just myself, so I'm going to share it with you guys. Okay, Allie, get over yourself. <laughs> and my younger sister and best friend Jackie is here to bring me back down to earth. Every Tuesday, Jackie and I are going to hang out with each other and some of our favorite people. And of course, respond to your questions and confessions. So send in your secrets. It's like church, but I'm Jewish and bisexual. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your day. One of my very bestest friends in the entire world who I literally love with my whole heart is on the podcast today. I know her as beloved Natalie, former varsity volleyball teammate. We go way back. And that's probably something if you know corporate Natalie, you did not know about her is that she was a V-ball stud back in the day. We have over a decade of memories together. I am obsessed with her. We talk every single day. She's literally my ride or die. And most notably, over the past year, she has taken to TikTok to share her captivating personality, insane creativity, and unparalleled comedy with the world. That's right. In barely a year, Natalie has skyrocketed, garnering over 500,000 followers across social media. She's been featured in E! News, Business Insider, all surrounding her hilarious TikToks and satirical bits that make light of her nine to five job. Now, if you're someone who works a nine to five job, you work in corporate America, or you just like send a lot of emails and you're grinding away at a desk, you have to check out Natalie's content. It is hilarious. You can find her on Instagram or TikTok as at Corporate Natalie, and you will not regret it. It has been so incredible to see all the success Natalie has literally worked so hard for the past year. And now to finally sit down with her on RealPod and hear about what this whirlwind has been like, what goes into it, how she's handling it all, and just help you guys understand more about who Corporate Natalie really is. 
which if you ask me, is one of the most amazing people ever. Before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out to M who left a five-star review saying best podcast ever. I've listened to RealPod for a few years now. It continues to be my all-time favorite in parentheses. I don't know why it's taken me so long to write a review. That's okay, M. I get it. Life's busy. Life's crazy. She continues, Victoria, you've helped me through the struggles of being a D1 athlete, learning to listen to my body when it comes to food, accepting how I look when I don't feel great about myself. And you've also encouraged me through post-grad life in a brand new city. I don't know where I would be without RealPod, all-time best podcast. Em, this literally makes my heart warm because you literally highlighted like four huge areas of your life. And gosh, that is so freaking cool. And that has been like my whole hope with this show is to have conversations every single week that can provide value, comfort you all, lift you up, and just let you know that we all are in this together. So M, you've made my day and thanks for listening to RealPod. If you have yet to rate and review the show, please head over to iTunes and do that. It just takes about 10, 20, 30 seconds, not long. It really helps us out. I love hearing from you. And also you could be the special shout out on next week's episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune into today's episode. We're going to jump right in with the one and only Corporate Natalie. Nat, I'm so excited from the FaceTime on my phone. 10 minutes ago to the podcast. First of all, just elephant in the room. We know each other. That's a really good elephant in the room. Yes. Some might say you actually are my claim to fame. Uh, the first TikTok I did that actually went semi-viral was the intuitive eating one that we did together. So I guess I owe everything to you. <laughs> no, only OGs know that. But I do think it's hilarious that everyone's like, oh my God, my favorite influencers like are doing a collab. And I'm like, literally we go back a decade. Yeah. I'm like, we were on high school volleyball together. Natalie's one of my best friends in the world. I, like, People are like, how'd you guys meet? I'm like, oh, okay. I know. Well, <laughs> it's funny because our, our quote unquote brands are so polar opposite that it really does make no sense if you're just a consumer. Like, I feel like when we cross over, People don't know who we are in each other. People, more people know who you are, but your group has no idea who I am. <laughs> so such different niches, but I love it. It's great. When the crossover, no one knew they needed. Before we get to the TikTok fame, I do want to hear like your thought process on, obviously you have this outgoing personality. Everyone thinks you've got like that star quality, but you were pretty passionate and focused on a more traditional path. You wanted to go to a great college, which you did, and then get a great job, you know, very straight and out in arrow, like corporate world, as you joke about now. So did you like, did you feel like that would fulfill you? I get, yeah. And you get my question. I don't even know what I'm saying. At this Definitely. Point, but- no, I'll get into it. Like I, I had no idea that this world existed of being like an influencer and having that be like an actual business. I think my whole life, I, you're right. I have been very like, I want to go to the best school. I want to get the best ACT score. I'm an incredibly hard worker, even in my job, my full-time job now. Like everyone's like, how does she do her full-time job? Like, no, I take it incredibly seriously. I love my full-time job. It informs my content. Like I'm a very hard worker. And I think that is the only reason I'm able to do this. But I, I also think my whole life I've had this kind of entrepreneurial side of wanting to like 
start something. I was always doing a car wash kind of against my parents' will in our front yard, you know, getting suds all over the front driveway or... You did a jewelry line. Yes. I started a jewelry line in college and was selling to girls across the country. I was even like at a young age, I made friendship bracelets and walked door to door saying, will you buy my friendship bracelet? They're like, uh, I guess I'm just such an entrepreneur at heart. And so I, I think that's when I discovered this world of like, there's so much of course, the fame is one thing, like that's exciting. Sure. The recognition, whatever, but that's not even really what I'm in it for. I'm in it for like truly the business side of it. Like this is profitable. This is fun. Like this is maybe even a career in itself that would be fruitful. Like that's how I view it. So I think yes, non-traditional, but I'm, I'm still the, still the business person, entrepreneur at heart. And if we kind of double click on this need to achieve, but not only need, like you do achieve and you are successful. And when you put your mind to something, you do it and you do it to the best of your ability. Where do you think that comes from? As you said, it was a very young age. Like you are thinking outside the box and you are doing what other kids aren't doing. Like, where do you think that stems from? I have no idea. I mean, you and I played volleyball our whole lives. There's that obviously competitive side, but now it's not even my my parents have never been like, you will be a doctor and you will be successful. Like I've never had pressure from my parents. I'm my own worst enemy. Like I've just set this standard for myself of, I will create an amazing life for myself and I can do it. I can do it all on my own and I'm going to build it from whatever I start with nothing. And I will be, I don't know, just, I, I will, I will succeed in life. And so I wake up every day and that's kind of my like daily affirmation. I don't know where it came from, where it comes from. I'm probably way too stressed and intense. Like I, I've met people that think I'm too intense as a person and that's totally fine. But I, I just like, that's just the way I am. I just, I, I can't not go 100% for something. And I think that's the reason like why we gravitate towards each other is like, you and I could stay up all night long talking about like how we're going to take over the world. And like, like if one of us is like the fuel, we don't have enough fuel. The other one's like filling it up. Like, no, keep going, go, go, go. I mean, I FaceTime you before this call. I'm like, okay, so here's our startup idea. Here's what we're going to do. You're like, okay, (laughs) why are you saying me? And I'm I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, so what's the company? You're like, well, we are this. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, you are chief operating officer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, whatever it is, count me in. So, okay. TikTok. I know how this all started, but I want to hear it from you. If someone were to say, how did this all start? How did you even get on TikTok? What would you say? Yes. So I think very non-traditional path. I never woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be famous. I want to be a TikTok star, which I'm still far from. But like, I just literally downloaded TikTok and I was like, oh, this seems like a usable interface. Let me just make a video or two. Started making a video. I snapped my friends. I snapped my college friend group and said, I'm going to be TikTok famous. Just posted my first video. Here's the link. And they were like, okay, like shut up, whatever. What was that first video? Literally just me, like totally horribly edited, filmed in the app, me being like me on a Zoom call. And I'm like, let's circle back. Let's whatever. That wasn't even the first one that went like viral. The first one that viral was a day in the life with me kind of flipping the trend on its head of like that girl of waking up at 6am, working out, drinking your matcha latte. I was like, I wake up minutes before my call. I'm sweating. I'm stressed. I make my bed to make it look like I'm successful. Yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't calculated at all. It just kind of happened and it took off. And then 
when it, when like brand deals started coming in, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys want, you want me to make a video with you? What? Okay, sure. What about the whole corporate part of it? Because even as your best friend, I was like really caught off guard. I'm like, you change your username to corporate Natalie. And I remember thinking like corporate Natalie, like we never talk about your corporate job. <laughs> All the jokes you've ever made in our life have nothing to do with work. When I was thinking, oh, you'd be amazing on TikTok, getting on TikTok. I wasn't even thinking it would be in the way that it is you do it now. So like from the get-go, were you just like, I want to create this character and like really hammer home like the life that this person lives? Because you could have just had a generic, like I am Natalie and I post a bunch of different things. What was the thought process there like? Well, it's, thank you for saying that because it's so funny to me because I am so not this like buttoned up, corporate. I just, I have no idea how this became my niche and my character. And I think, well, to answer your question, I just discovered a niche and that's how TikTok works, right? Like I discovered this corner that was very, very undiscovered. And I started making content, pushing it out there. And there were only a couple other creators barely doing what I did. And I have a very unique kind of quick style. And I just kind of took over the landscape of that. Now there's a ton of corporate type influencers, micro and macro, whatever. But that was how I was just like riding the wave of like, okay, these videos are getting pushed out. If I make other jokes, it's not really landing. I don't know. I'll just stick to this. But I think it's so interesting that you say that because when I meet people or like people recognize me at like the local bar or whatever, and I'm in my like crop top ripped jeans, they're like, I feel like they're so thrown off. I'm like drinking a vodka crayon, just being like the girl that I actually am in real life of like a normal 24 year old girl. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so true. It's like, I don't even think of you as corporate until like you created this bit. And you're not like, you're funny in a million other areas. Like you're not just, I don't know if I don't, and I want to clarify that for people who think, oh, all this girl does is like, all she can joke about is corporate. It's like, no, she jokes about everything else. Like even her best friends were like shocked that this was like the realm that she chose. Yeah. Like I have, and uh, we talk about it a lot. I don't even know how to pivot. Like I'm so deep in this corporate nonsense. I'm like, I have so many other jobs. Like I used to have a dating podcast. Like I do like dating stuff, millennial stuff, whatever. Like. I know how to joke about other topics, guys. Like I'm not, (laughs) please. If you are looking for a great holiday gift, whether it's for you or it's for someone else, listen up because today you can save big on a gift we all could use every single day. And that is Raycon wireless earbuds. With seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening the best way and keep listening for hours because there are eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. This is essential for wireless earbuds, you guys, because I hate when I would use wireless earbuds, they'd run on a battery or one wasn't working, but the Raycon wireless earbuds have a 32 hour battery life. You can literally have them in longer than an entire day. You could sleep with them and they would still be working. There are also three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its absolute best with just the right amount of bass and a built in mic. So you can take your calls on your earbuds at just the press of a button. So this holiday season, look no further, get them something they can use for calls or music or work or play at home or on the go or pick up a pair for yourself because trust me, you're going to want one too and you could use them every single day. Head to buyraycon.com slash realpod today to unlock exclusive deals of up to 20% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash realpod. 
But hurry, because this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. Something that I think is interesting for us to talk about on this episode, especially because it's real pod, is I get a lot of messages from people who are like, I hate my job. I hate what I do. I just don't feel like I have any meaning or purpose like tied to the way that I make money. And there's this interesting like irony of your content, your community, right? Is it's almost like these people who've all found each other and been like, I also think this is annoying and I hate that we have to do this. And like, it's like laughing at the misery. And I'm not saying everyone in the corporate world hates their lives. And I know that you don't and like you, there are awesome parts of your job. Mm -hmm. But what has it been like to see what it is like to have both worlds? Like how has that affected the way that you view your corporate job? Totally. Well, a couple things on this. I think having this creative outlet is so important to me. Like I'm I'm such a creative content forward person. Like I love making people laugh. I love doing this. And my corporate job is very like traditional tech focused, whatever. I don't really get to exercise the old creative muscle. So I think there are so many people that don't find fulfillment in their nine to five. And like, that's okay. And I think I also support like, there's this whole movement of quit your job, find your passion. Like I'm an incredibly rational person. Unless I have like a plan B, C and D, I'm not jumping ship. I still haven't jumped ship and I probably could, but I'm like, I'm way too rational to be like, I want to pursue a like, so that side of it. But then also like, I would encourage anyone feeling stuck or in like unfulfilled. I think it's like the age of the side hustle. Like it's the age of like personal branding. We talk about this all the time. Like build your personal brand outside of work. What other skills do you have? What other muscles can you flex? Like everyone is doing everything. I see it all the time on TikTok. Like my side hustle is, and it's like super random things and they're making a ton of money. They're super fulfilled. Like, I don't know. I just think that that's becoming more normal now. And so I think that that's, it's important to explore those options and at least try it. I'm a psychopath. I work you know, 15 hours a day split between each, but like, I think, I think there is a balance, you know? I love that. You're, what'd you say? You're of the side hustle or like time for the side hustle. I think that is so true. It just plays such a role. And when Natalie says build your brand, like you don't have to become a full-time influencer and do brand deals, but like pay attention to the way that you create your image online, because I think that that can play a role. And like, you never know how it's going to work in your favor down the line. And on that same note, I think it takes guts. Like it takes lots of courage to, to try to do something like that and not fear that people are going to laugh at you and think this is so silly or this is so stupid and whatnot. And honestly, like historically, if I look back on our friendship, you definitely are someone who, and I know you're cool with me saying this, but like there is a care of like, how am I presenting myself and what do people think of me? Same with me, right? Like everyone cares what people think. And I think the coolest thing for me to, to watch you step into this is, how all that's been slowly fading. Like you're caring less and less what people think of you. And you're really stepping into like your own power and your own confidence and being secure and like what you bring to the table. And that has been like a huge personality character 180 from I think the version of you that we were all around in high school. So have you been obviously aware of that personal journey? What has that been like? Is it cautious? Because Natalie in high school would have never posted these videos. Oh my gosh. Yes. We can dive into the absolute like trauma that was like us in high school. I mean, I, you guys, before this podcast, Natalie's like, do I have to bring tissues? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm literally like, no, let's cut even deeper. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I know, but I cared so much about what everyone thinks. And obviously that hasn't diminished entirely. Like 
but I would, I'll say it right now, I would facetune photos. I would edit my body. I mean, Vic's very open about this. I would do the same. Like I was so insecure through college. Like I thought that my image was everything. And like that, and and now I've, I'm in this new space in my life where I'm like, someone will, and it's not all about like my life partner, obviously, but I'm like, so the person I end up with will love me for the person I am. And like, I was, I always was like, oh, guys are going to hate me or guys are going to, and I've gotten a ton of hate. I get, we can talk about that. I get so much hate from men specifically saying, stop trying to be funny. You're not funny, whatever. And it's like, do you really? Oh my God. We've never talked about this. Oh my God. Well, I know if I've heard of it, you shared a few incidents of like people that are close to home, but like in general, you receive a lot of hate. I mean, not a lot. I don't know what a lot is. I think I have incredibly thick skin. You'd agree with that. Like I just delete, I delete it and never think about it. Like I know there's a ton of people that that would be really way heavily on, but like, yeah, specifically, I just think as a woman in comedy, there's a lot of men that have a problem with that of like, stop trying to be funny. You're not funny whatever. And I'm like, okay, Robert, you have four followers on Instagram. If you don't want, and, and I go to their profile, they're following me. I'm like, if you're just don't follow me, block me. (laughs) Don't look at my content. Like I'm confused. Why are you spreading this hateful narrative? No, but I've, I've become so much more confident. I'm post videos without makeup. Like if you knew me, like I could not go to school without 20,000 swipes of mascara eyeliner. Like there was my worst nightmare in high school was the no makeup day. I literally was so fearful, obviously wore makeup and pretended like I didn't. Like I'm I'm so just, I don't know, but now I'm just newly very confident in the person I am. My parents notice it, you notice it, like the people closest to me do. And I just feel happy. To add on to that, even to the extent of like, if someone, if we took a picture on my phone, like you would need to come see how that picture came out. And now it's like, I scroll through your TikTok and like, you look beautiful, of course, but there's all these angles and there's no filters. And it is just very real. Like I'm in my room, I'm on my computer and this is what I look like doing Zoom. And that is something that like, I think holds a lot of people back. So what would your advice be to them who are like insecure to step outside the box, whether it's physically, I think there's two aspects to this, the physical, like how am I going to look and be perceived? And am I attractive? And am I pretty? The the feeling that a lot of women face. And then also the like, am I funny? Are people going to make fun of this? Are they going to think I'm stupid and such a try hard? How do you approach both lanes? Definitely. Well, the the physical, I think that's just like a, a woman's battle their entire life. Like I just, I, I still, of course I'm acting like I'm this empowered person now that doesn't care. Of course, if someone like comments, you're ugly, it, it stings a little bit. Like, of course I'm not fully empowered, but I think, I think you and I talk about this with just the way I view like my insecurity about my physical appearance is like, oh, someone won't love me. I won't find someone who will love me for me and no makeup and whatever. And it's like, like you just have to be confident. And like, I, I bring so much to the table. I have so much to offer. I'm funny. I'm dynamic. I'm smart. I'm decently attractive. I would say I'm pretty confident in my appearance. Like, I don't know, just it, a, a video that I post that shows my double chin isn't going to change the way the love of my life will view me. Hopefully I see you and Max and that's, that's goals, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but before you get to the second part, I want to add on to that for anyone who might've heard Natalie just say that and think, oh my God, like this girl is saying these things about herself. I would challenge you to think like, why can't a woman feel confident in her looks and what she brings to the table and her brains and, and everything, you know, like I just even sense like that misogyny in me recognize that people listening might be like, I can't believe she just said all those things about herself. 
I'm so glad that you said that. And I hope every woman recognizes their worth. It's like, we're telling everyone to recognize their worth and step into their power. And then the minute they do, we're like, "Mm, that doesn't, that's conceited. It doesn't look good on you. I know. I I think that's so important. Like I, I think speaking, like manifesting what you are and what you believe, like you've even told me this throughout my life. Like Natalie, you're too self-deprecating. Like sometimes you need to like be a little bit more confident. You don't always have to like rag on yourself that all that time, you know? And I think I've actually gotten to a place where I'm, I'm less like that. Like now I flip the joke on its head and I'm like, I I posted a video of me with the back, getting the vaccine. I'm like, did anyone else have the side effect of looking amazing after they got their vaccine? Like, was that a side effect that everyone (laughs) felt like just complete? I don't know. Just kind of flipping it on its head. So I don't know. I, I think that's important. And just even affirming to yourself, like I affirm myself to 250,000 followers. I'm like, Hey guys, just want to hop on here. I feel like I look really cute today. So, and I have no problem with that. Like, I don't know. I just think that's important. But anyway, that's, that's the appearance side of things. And then the comedy side or that I want to try something new or I'm afraid to do it. I think, and Vic, let me know what you think, but I think TikTok is like, or at least it was when I started it back in October, such an opening and open and welcome community you can put yourself out there. There's so much respect for so many different types of people, different everything. Like, I don't think there's a lot of judgment for people trying to put stuff out there. Do you feel that way? I do think like at the end of the day, you have to take advantage of the opportunities in your life. And I think social media is one of those opportunities where like, for the most part, everyone starts at zero. Of course, if you're like an A-lister, like you get an auto 5 million followers when you join a platform. But like, even me, I came from Instagram at the time where I had over 100,000 followers and I started from scratch on TikTok. Like I did not, those people did not come over. I think I started with maybe 2,000 people who were like, oh, she's on TikTok. But then I had to build from scratch. And so, and that was humbling for me as a creator, being like, I'm on a platform and I'm not popular on it and I don't have my groove. But you know, it comes with time. Also about the influencer side of things, something we talk about a lot is how much goes into that, the business side of things, the amount of time and energy. And we joke that you have like a totally different perspective now on what I do because about a year ago, it was like, Vic, we work real jobs. Like Vic's over there, like posting Instagrams. (laughs) I completely agree. It is absolutely an unknown, unchartered territory of understanding how hard influencers work. The influencer's economy is like the wild, wild west. No one knows what it's like. No one knows what you do. You think posting a video is, oh my God, so easy. There's so much that goes in on the back end, especially when you're monetized, these brand deals. I don't even want to get into it, but it's like, why is this making me cry? (laughs) Like I've, but I've just been so stressed like sorry I'm not to like be so oh annoying God, I, love you. I didn't even see you were crying <laughs> I just feel seen like no one understands how hard it is to do this and it's so it's even like it's sad but funny that like my best friend is now like oh I get it and it's like but I've been doing this for years and like you probably feel the same way too when people are like, oh my God, you just do this thing. And you're like, do you know how hard it is and how many hours go into it and how confusing it is? No one tells you what to do. Yes. Like you're your own. Okay, sorry. I'd like, I'm also, I think my period's coming soon. I've got a whole hormonal imbalance. Oh my God. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I agree. And it's just like the amount that goes into it is insane. And I, I just think, I mean, now that I'm doing it in addition to the full time, I'm like, I'm exhausted already. And if this was my full-time job, it'd be, and it's just the always on mentality of like, 
when you're selling yourself as a brand, like you are the brand. When I'm in my full-time job, I can be in my pajamas behind a computer, like coding or whatever, doing whatever I do in my day-to-day and no one sees me and I'm just like alone with my thoughts. When you're creating content, you have to be on. When you're hosting a podcast, you have to be on. Like, it's so interesting to just think about. And like, even, I mean, bef- let's, we'll get real. Before this, you called me and you're like, I'm just so tired. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. Like, and I totally get it. It's so tiring and no one understands I know, I was that. like, should we reschedule? No and then you were like, sure, but here's my upcoming calendar. And I was like, forget it. <laughs> oh, forget it. Here's a hot take, which like, it's controversial, whatever. I'm interested to hear if you agree or disagree. This is our job. Your job is to show up online and make people laugh through corporate jokes. Mm. My job is to show up and talk about mental health, body image, be very vulnerable and candid about my experiences. And that helps people. Okay. So that's what we do. And these are our platforms. Yes. They reach a lot of people. When someone asks me, will you post about this political thing or talk about this thing? I'm like, okay, would you show up to work this morning and use the first five minutes of your meeting to share your personal opinion on politics or your personal opinion on this issue? You're no, so right. because that is your job. Yeah. And that is not what you are doing. And, and I just think like, obviously we're decent human beings. And if there's something horrible going on, like I want to talk about it, like, and I'm going to, but sadly, this is a sad world. Like it's very dark and depressing when you think about it every single day, you and I could be posting about something. We are not political pages. We are pages serve a different purpose. And if I don't post content about these things and my audience is no longer engaged, the brands don't want to work with me because my content, like, I just think that side of it is undervalued and it's so hard to explain. One time I did post something about it because you know the days when you're you're just so over it and someone sends you a stupid DM and you're like, okay, I'll fight. Yeah. I'll fight. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, I'll play with you totally. today. And then I and then I and then I sat there like, why did I why did why am I even spending that energy doing this? And they don't get it unless they're they're in your shoes. No, completely. And like for me as like a lighthearted comedian, like if I just drastically started talking about like the horrors of like some world global like geopolitical issue like I don't think people come my people come to my channel for like a little levity during their work day like I it's just not what I'm here to do and the flip side of it is like I'm not educated on every issue ever like I'm not gonna just if I'm posting something to my channel like I need to do my research I need to pick a side I need to understand the points like I'm not just going to repost a meme, not knowing where it's credited from, like all of this stuff. It's just, it's so much that goes into it. And like, if, if people want to unfollow me for not like being the face of every issue everywhere, like that's totally fine. I, on my personal account, of course, everything I stand for, you see that, but like, this is my business account. This is a like public facing account. And it's also like, even another side of it is some people think everything's a political or an issue. Like I posted about getting a vaccine, which I'm sorry, I thought was like, oh, like I didn't, I didn't realize that I would lose like 5,000 followers. <laughs> like I didn't realize that I would literally get a hundred DMs saying like, oh my gosh, well now you're infertile. That sucks. Like, wait, what? I'm so sorry. I posted a joke. Which the joke that you're I not. Before. Like, oh my gosh, I just, it's tough. I don't want to like die. Right. Even if you post something for the people who are like telling you to post it, you get hate from the other side. And I also hate the assumption that if I'm not posting about it, I'm not doing it. For all you know, I could have donated $10,000 to this charity or I could be doing XYZ work and I don't go out publicizing the the work that I do because I don't need, that's performative. So also that's another thing too, is like, it's interesting and it's difficult to navigate. And this is really something that is different for each creator, but 
I totally resonate yeah. clearly. And like, even let's, I'll take the corporate stance. When, when you do your HR training, when you are onboarded to a job, they say, do not wear a X company shirt. If you attend some sort of rally, if you do this, like, we just don't want you representing our company because those are your opinions. Like totally fair. Your company asks you to do that. They say, please don't wear our company shirt when you do these things like, okay, great. Then I'm going to keep corporate Natalie content to corporate Natalie content. Like I'm a company, I'm a business. <laughs> like 1000%. And that goes back to like where this all started, right? Is this is a business and there's a side to it. And it's really something that people don't understand when they're not on the other side, you know, like what goes into content and all that stuff on this same note. And I wanted to ask you this, like, what about you or corporate Natalie do you feel is like the most misunderstood? by the general public or people who follow you? Well, I could get into why my last relationship ended. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I think, well, I've spoke to this on this podcast. Like I view it as a business. I view it as a job. I view it as something to make me money. And I think- But also it brings you lots of joy. Oh, of course, joy. But like the thing that I'm not seeking, and I genuinely mean this, and I think you can agree with this. I don't seek affirmation from strangers on the internet. I posted a TikTok thinking no one would see it. It's not like I was like, okay, if this is posted, I better get 2 million likes or I will freak out. Like I don't, I do not seek fame, adoration, affirmation. Like I seek being successful, being respected, of course, but like, I don't really seek being the most famous person ever and everyone knowing my name and things like that. And I, I mentioned why my relationship, but like I had a relationship end over a significant other saying that they felt that I sought affirmation through corporate Natalie and that that's what kept me going through the day was getting recognized and getting DMs from random people and getting comments. And I don't think that's it for me. And maybe it may like, of course I love it. I love getting recognized. It's so fun, but like, that's not what wakes me up in the morning and drives me like not at all. I could delete corporate Natalie today and I would start another business. I know I would, you know, it's just, unfortunately my face is just tied to it and this is my business. Like, I don't know. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree. And like to highlight or just to clarify for people listening, this significant other also just did not know you that well. Like I I just, that was so wrong. And like all of your best friends were like, they thought what? Like we were just confused. So it was a total like misread. And this also, like I really respect when you're like, it makes me money and I want to make money. And this reminds me of Tori Dunlap, who I had on the podcast, who is like, why can't women talk about wanting to make money and wanting to be rich and wanting to do all these things? Like if a guy was on here, like I want to make money and I want to make a lot of money. I'd be like turned on. Right. I'm like, oh my God. Like like, (laughs) totally. He wants to make money. And then I say it and it's like, oh my God, get in your place. Like whatever. Right. Like my worst how, nightmare. How, how surface level. Yes. Like how, yeah. My worst nightmare is marrying someone for money. Like, no, I will marry someone for love and I will take care of them financially for all life. <laughs> I don't care. Right. It's just so, well, that's so, so that's a misconception of what I seek in this. I think another misconception is that I'm always on. I'm always funny. Like I run into people at a bar there. I feel like they want me to tell a joke. I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of like in chill mode. I'm in off mode. I told jokes all day to my, my phone. Like I'm kind of tired. And I think like there is a, a serious side to me that like, obviously the people closest to me in my life know, but like, there is like a, I get sad sometimes. I'm not always happy. I'm not always funny. Like there are, I'm not always on. And I think that's just the other side of like being a comedian in this world of like, 
these people aren't like hilarious all the time. Like I, I'm, I would like to take a break, you know? On that same note, you do a really good job of keeping your mental health in check. And, you know, I feel like you are really thoughtful about how you feel and like how things make you feel. So in navigating the full-time corporate job and corporate Natalie, what is your approach been to finding that balance? Yeah, I think I think I I said earlier. I mean, I think I'm I'm probably overworked right now because I'm trying to do the best in every element of my life. I think I do have struggle with alone time. Like, for example, this weekend, I don't have a set concrete social plan. And I immediately call Vic on Monday and I say, Can I fly down and hang out with you for the weekend? I'll literally just be your shadow and hang out with you. Like, because I don't have anything else to do and I'm I freak out at the the prospect of that. So like Yes, I that is a problem for me. I need to be able to just take time for myself, go on walks, be alone. You don't have to have a crazy brunch reservation every Saturday. You could go on a walk. I don't know. <laughs> so true. It's so true. And I think there's a healthy side to that and there's not. Like some people are just really social and like that makes them happy. Other people are running from something and they like to have things booked and and happening so they don't have to feel and they don't have to be present and I'm not saying you're either one of those things, but to have the awareness to ask yourself like, okay, which one am I Mm -hmm. is powerful. And I think I definitely at the start of my career was like a workaholic because I didn't have a big social life. And so when I was like, oh, I got to do this for work and I got to edit this, it made me feel like, well, even if I had friends, I couldn't hang out with them or I'm not as FOMO that I'm not there because I have to do this thing. And my therapist was like, well, do you really have to do that thing? Or like, you know, what happens if you weren't doing that all day on Saturday? And I'm like, well, I'd be sitting at home alone. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah. And I think, I think I also just in, in my overall presence as a person, like my roommates are always like, it's okay to be sad or like, it's okay to like show emotion. Like I went through a breakup and I'm like, all right, on to the next thing. What's our plan? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I just throw myself life and at things that I'm, that I don't let myself be alone with my thoughts to be like, wow, am I sad? Am I fulfilled? Am I happy? How am I feeling today? And I think that's just, right. That's, those are times when I'm, that's something I'm working on, dare I say. (laughs) (laughs) And I think about that too, because I know you so well, but you're so smart. So, I mean, if I thought you were like ignoring or avoiding problems, I would sit you down and be like, babe, we got to, address this or we got to focus on this. And I don't really think that's the case for you. I think nowadays we do, and this might be interesting to talk about, especially as a mental health advocate, but like not everyone has mental health issues and is depressed and is anxious. And some people are happy and they're, they're cool and they should be good to go. And, and we don't have to pick apart and try to find the trauma and like force them to be depressed if they're not. And there's this weird, the mental health movement, I think is at a place where I think everyone's pressured to be in it, which is just so ironic because in the beginning, everyone was terrified. And now it's like, well, what's your story? Like, have you been depressed or anxious? And if you're not, everyone's like, "Mm, you're lying or you're not relatable. You're so right. I, I've said this to you. Like I, I am a happy person and I didn't realize how unique that was until recently, honestly, like I am so, I know I say like, I need to take more alone time. I need to be more introspective. Of course, there's things everyone has to work on. But like, when I wake up in the morning, I am happy. Like I am, I feel fulfilled. I do feel like my roommates are like, do you realize how lucky you are to not be like anxious? I'm like, yes, I am extremely lucky. They're like, do you realize how lucky you are to not be like depressed? I'm like, 
yes, I'm very, I'm very, very lucky and blessed. Like, and I don't, I don't even realize that. And I, I feel, and I don't feel pressure to be like, this is my trauma. I have a trauma or a story, but like, I, I would like to say just on real pod, like, I'm so thankful that I am mentally sound. And that's like such a hard thing to come by these days. So I I do feel that that's, I am in a good place, at least for the most part. I love it. And I'm glad that you can say that. And like, we can lift that up and we can highlight it. So I think it's powerful. Oh, can we talk about this? I think this is important. When I posted about girls being competitive with each other, I really want to talk about this with you on the pod, because if we think about it, like I have a career that I've been doing for many years and it's taken a lot of time and work. And I've always been the one Vic's got the following Vic does TikTok. Like it's, it's a me thing in our friend group. And then in less than a year, you've catapulted to this level where like, we're in the same tier. Like we have equivalent amount of followers. Like we're very much like in a similar realm. And like, I think that could have really affected the friendship of like any other two people. Like if I was getting jealous that you were getting these contracts or, or you were belittling me because you've accomplished something similar to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's an interesting dynamic and it hasn't affected our friendship whatsoever because of our genuine happiness for the other person. (laughs) Love and happiness. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect way to like wrap this pot of like, I have so much respect for you, like a deeper respect for you now. And I'm so, I could not have done, I honestly couldn't be where I am now without like the support that you've given me, whether it's like emotional support, tips, tricks, anything of navigating this, like crazy world of like being an influencer and you are so good at it. You do it with such ease. You're incredible what you do. And like, I'm, I seriously am so thankful to have that. And like before any of this, like you're so supportive of my career, my life, like a win for me is a win for you. And I feel the exact same way about you. Like we, there's just never, I, there are friends that have like a jealousy. It's so important to know that like everyone's like, the people you love the most are the people who are going to lift you up and support you. And especially with like women, it's like, there's this underlying, I don't know of like, just, and I just, I'm so glad we don't have that ever. And we never, ever will or never have. And I just, no, and, I and in the cool. beginning, like there were people who not like totally, but like tried to, I think, get that out of me. Like, Oh, like Natalie is like doing this. Like, what do you think? Or like, did you see like Natalie got this thing on E! News? Like, like just, and I, I feel like they were trying to bait me into being like, yeah, like, and I was just like, I know how freaking cool is that? Like, I was like, I'm not going to go there. And that's the, I think people think that's like how it's going to be, or they would expect that from like two successful women. But I'm just like, it's just like an absolutely not. And I, and I posted this on my story the other day, but there's room for everyone at the top. Like everyone can succeed. And I think as women, we've really been taught, like there can only be one. Like I gave these examples of Rachel Berry versus Quinn and every cheer movie, like there's two girls who are against each other and there's Gabriella versus Sharpay and there's Snow White and versus the queen who wants to literally kill her because she's prettier. Like, of course, as women, we're going to feel like we need to be better than everyone else, but that's just not the case. There's room for everyone at the top and we are all different. You do a completely different thing than me. You're a comedian. Like you are in the corporate world. I talk about something wildly different. Like, and, and even if someone, let's say there's two girls who are both models, you look different. You have different brands you're building. You have different things you can bring to a campaign. Like I think everyone's biggest, strongest power in life is that they are themselves. And you just can't even feel like 
that can be taken by someone else. Entirely. I totally agree. And just you and I are both confident in the people we are. And I think to everyone out there listening, like have that confidence in yourself so that you can raise up those around you. It's just so important. But also, Vic, you said I'm I'm the comedian here. Let's not forget funny Vic. You do have that <laughs> alter ego. <laughs> funny Vic. Wait, you guys, I'll wait, you can explain it better than me. Vic will text Aubrey and I, uh, her two best friends. We we have a group text, we text in frequently. The guys, all right, funny Vic's coming out, buckle up. What do you think about this joke? <laughs> we're like, Vic, come on. Or she'll be like, okay, guys, people were cracking up in my Instagram story. I am funny. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, people will message me and think I'm really funny. And like, I'm not going to lie. I'm quite a charmer. Like I have some, I have some things, but I always Vic, call her you're funny Vic. for me. <laughs> I always call her funny Vic and, and you guys are always like whoa we were not ready that is too funny Vic yeah we'll go out to dinner the three of us and you tell a joke we're like dying laughing we're like whoa okay funny Vic <laughs> we didn't know she was coming <laughs> who invited her to the dinner oh my gosh well thanks for coming on Real Pod and sharing your story I know you've been on a few times before which were hilarious episodes you guys if you haven't listened to my BFF catch-ups. There's two of them. Natalie is on both. So check those out. Those are like before the corporate Natalie era. Ooh, that was, the, that was great. Yeah. The most recent one was, uh, when your new year's resolution was to hit hundred K. Oh my God. Remember that? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Wow, and now you're crazy. like so far surpassed that. Well, I love you, babe. Thanks for coming on real pod. And I will text you before bed. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. FaceTime you later, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. <laughs>